Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. The scriptures, the word of God, that the church follows every Sunday, the scriptures that are being presented, if one were to study them, it seems a lot of times scripture speaks exactly what the world is going through. And in today's gospel, the background is no different for us. It speaks exactly what we're going through as a world and in our country right now. The gospel we hear from is the gospel of John. It's a community that is developed right after Jesus' resurrection and begins to spread. Now, John's gospel is written a little differently. There are four main gospels. The first three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are called the synoptic gospels, meaning they're viewed through the same eye, and they're very similar. John is written later to a different community, the Jonine community that is called, and it's written uh, many decades later after Jesus' resurrection. Today's gospel deals with a familiar phrase, John 3.16. I think many of us know that and might even can repeat the verse, God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Now, for John's gospel, a lot of symbolism is used. And one of the symbolism is the word world. God loves the world. God sends his only son. Jesus is glad to enter into the world. Jesus enters into humanity and pitches his tent with us to dwell with us. But the other word that's used quite often well for the Jonine community is the word hate. That those who follow Jesus are hated. That the teachings of Jesus are hated. And the spirit is hated as well by the world. And so it's really kind of difficult to understand this difference of love and hate that John talks about in the gospel. The sociologists and the scripture scholars tell us that in the, in the 50s, right after Jesus' uh, death and resurrection... The community is gathering together, and the emphasis towards the world is one of positive, that the world is good, and they are receiving the message of Jesus. And the world should be sent, we should be sent out to evangelize and reform the world to even Christ even more. This happens for a while until about the 90s. In the year 90s, what happens is, is that the Judeans, which are really joining the Mediterranean. You know, I'm going to restart that, okay? There's some noise that's bothering me out there. It's okay, that's just me. I'm probably going to start uh, probably where the 50s. Okay, right in, right in that particular there. That's me, it's not them. But you're going to have to wait because I can't see you at all, okay? I mean, can't make you out, so you're going to need me to stop or something. You just need to tell me, okay? All right, then. Let me see where I, where I want to begin. You know, I'm just going to start over again. I can, I can tighten that up. Okay? I can do that again. Yep, that's okay. Yeah, we're going to... Okay, three, two, one.
The church chooses readings from scriptures for every Sunday. And the Spirit must be at work in that because there's so many times when the world is going through a crisis, or even in our country, when one looks at that Sunday's gospel or readings, one sees God addressing exactly what people are going through. And today's gospel is no different. It comes to us from the gospel of John, written to the Jonine community. Remember, there are four gospels, and the first three gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're called the synoptic gospels. Synoptic means viewing through the same eye. The John's gospel, which is written later, uses a lot of symbol and a lot of language, and it can be really difficult to understand, and so people have to take a lot of classes to begin to understand. But I think we can get a glimpse of what the world was like in the Jonine community. First of all, we are very familiar with today's gospel verse, John 3.16. We can see that in stickers. We see that in sporting events many times. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he sent us his only son. So in the mindset of John, John talks a lot about the world. He uses that word 79 times in describing that. Well, the synoptic gospels uh, don't use it as often. But he presents of love of the world, that God so loved the world, that it pleased Jesus that he entered into the world, that Jesus came, became man and dwelt his tent and pitched his tent amongst us and lived amongst us. So that's one phrase of John that he uses. But when you read John even more, something that's more common is the word hate. They do coincide. Hate is that Jesus and his followers are hated. They hate the spirit. They hate the works of Jesus and the spreading of the gospel as well. And that's mentioned many times in John's gospel as well. So what is happening in the community where John uses both words? First of all, in the year 50s, after Jesus' death and resurrection, the community has a very positive view of the world that it is one where many Judeans are coming forward to be converted to following the teachings of Jesus. And so their attitude is the world is good, and it needs our evangelization to let them know who Jesus is. Around the year of the late 80s, things begin to change. The Judeans of that time began to reject the preaching of the gospel of Jesus, and they set up their own views, so they began to expel people who think differently than they do and kick them out of the synagogues as well. This leaves a bad taste in the mouth, and even to the Gentiles coming in are rejecting other people as well and saying, we don't agree with what you're doing, and there's a separation. And what happens is the mindset is the world is against us. The world hates us. The world is not open to the truth. The mindset that the scholars tell us about the community at that time is they start circling their wagons. They become antisocial, and they set up their own society, which is different than the larger society. Out there, it's bad. They hate us. It's us against them. Where then the inner circle, if anyone thinks like them, then they're part of the group. Social scientists will tell us that that's very common in humanity and it's transitory. 
even though it could last for up to 200 years at that time. Think about our world right now, what we're going through. We've been aware that there is division. There, are, there is tribalism where groups gather together, and this includes our Catholic faith, where the groups then look at the world with suspicion and condemns and points fingers and saying, they hate us. Look what they think. Look what they do. What scripture scholars would say is that the Jonine community needed to work through these issues. One, when you have built your community together, you either go in and be against everyone, or you learn to navigate through disagreements, through divisions, and be able to go out and evangelize the truth of Jesus Christ. That's exactly what we're dealing with right now. This has been a very difficult week and time, added on to all the many things we're going through, through the death of George Floyd, through many protests, those who are protesting peacefully, and there are many of those, but also those who seek to to sow division and fear and anxiety by doing their own thing and causing damage and fear throughout the community. And so definitely this is a very difficult time. And so we are anxious, and even Christians are anxious as well. But what I see so often right now is people are definitely offering a lot of opinions. You know, when I follow social media and all, everyone has an opinion of what's going wrong. Who's to blame? What's wrong? What side are you on? Are you for or against? And this is a real difficult time now that what's happening even in our country, that one of the things that's going to happen is people are going to have to decide, do you follow Jesus Christ or not? Or do you follow your own group, what your own tribe, what your own ideology says, your own political leader says? These are real difficult times. So what path can we offer that can kind of help us have a sense of peace so that we're not sucked in to the anxiety and anger of the world right now? And one of the things I think is the gift of listening the gift of being able to listen not only to the Word of God, but learning to listen to one another. Everyone's spouting off their opinions. Everyone's giving advice of how one should think and what's going on and what's wrong. But do we really give people the dignity of being able to listen without judgment? And so I want to offer all of us a path that I really think will lessen the anxiety and fear that you and I are experiencing right now. But it takes effort on our part because listening is very difficult. It is for me. As a priest, you know, a lot of people look to me for, quote, answers. Not that I have them all, but you feel this tension. And sometimes the greatest gift to do is to be able to listen, but to acknowledge what you're hearing, but more importantly, come to understand where the person's coming from. Please remember, listening does not mean agreement with what the person is saying. What it simply means is that I've given you the dignity to understand better what your experiences are and where you're coming from. So I'm going to invite you to do a couple of things. First of all, I want you maybe to talk to family members because that's the first place to start. The surveys tell us that a number of families in the last recent years, are very divided politically. Every time at Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
I offer prayers in all sincerity to your tables because sometimes they can be volatile. Sometimes there are people who choose to uh, place their fights done at that time or it can become very uncomfortable or a lot of avoidance that happens. But probably one of the best gifts to give your family members who I hope you still love and are working through those issues is give them the gift of listening without correcting When someone says, I think my side does better and the other side doesn't love as much as our side does. We're not the problem, they are. I think rather than being angry and pointing fingers or disowning them or not listening to them, ask them questions. What makes you think that? Tell me more why you feel that way. What kind of evidence have you seen in your life? Rather than just offering your judgment and my judgment or my opinion on things. But I think to really give the gift of learning to listen, but also to understand why your family members go where they are, that's, that's a lot better. I'd invite you to, to, how about when you watch or listen to the news? I have to include myself in this. Sometimes our comments to the television screen or to the radio or through the social media, our comments that blurt out right away, it's not very loving. And it causes us more anxiety. It's almost like we drink the poison in that, even though people are telling us what they think and believe. And I think learn to listen without making negative, derogatory, or spiteful comments. Just learn to be able to listen and where people are coming from. Where does that experience, how did they arrive at that? Um, that's a hard thing for me to do. When I follow social media, I have to do that because I need to be up to date with what people in the world's happening so that it applies to the gospel. But I, I, I want you to know, I don't listen to people who just agree with me. That's the thing is, is that we look for people and then we go, ah, people think just the way I do. And then we invite them into a relationship and then we become friends usually because we agree a lot. And I think we have to learn to be able to listen to different views and different opinions, but that can still mean unity. Again, listening doesn't mean agreement, but the respect that you give for another person and things that you can learn. The best learning that I've learned in being a priest is talking to people who think differently about church, about the world, about politics than I do. Doesn't mean we agree. But there's not reason to demonize because people think differently. The Joe 9 community circled the wagons and said, you hate us, you're against us. And this seems to be, even in football, in all sports now, we all use the term, it's us against the world. And that creates an attitude even in the way that we should be living to one another. How about learning then to be able to listen to co-workers, neighbors, Maybe those who are not our ethnicity or our race. So often we discount people's personal struggles and stories. And that's where many times that happens is that that's how we get to this point. This isn't our first protest with violence and damage and looting. And it'll keep coming up until we really learn to be able to say, can I hear your story without discounting that or really saying you're wrong or placing our generalities You know why the problem there is? Because you're lazy, because you don't work hard, because the American dream is for everyone. And if you just got off your butt and did things without 
And those are ignorant statements, to be honest with you, because that's not what I'm hearing from people who are really struggling. Not just our African-American brothers and sisters, who at this moment, we're dealing with that issue, but all people, the Mexican descent, the Asian, the Indians, people from India, and the Native Americans. These are people who do come to St. Patrick's. May not be a whole lot, but they're here. But in my life, I've experienced them. And they tell me stories that help me understand better what they're going through. May not always understand what they go through. So what I'm asking that if you can follow that gift of listening and understanding, I think you will be filled with less anxiety for the moment. You won't be geared up. You won't be wanting to do harmful things and use your language to hurt family, hurt neighbor, hurt fellow citizens, fellow parishioners. The scripture teaches us that. Just look at John's gospel. Love and hate are together. And somehow the community has to work through disagreement, through misunderstanding, through anger, through world events. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. The world is against us because it won't follow Jesus. That's both together. What kind of community are we going to be? Listen. Understand. Those are the two best things that you and I can respond to through the crisis that we're experiencing now as a country and in the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 